Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Two of the biggest sectors in the market, being the financials and material sectors, fell away last week and showed signs of weakness. So is this an early warning signal to get out of the market? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll take a look at those financials and material stocks, then get into my thoughts on the Australian market and answer your questions. I'm Dale Gillum, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for the channel and hitting that subscribe button down there. As you subscribe, click on the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now what may surprise you is that the financials and material sectors account for around half of the stock market capitalisation here in Australia. Therefore, we can expect these sectors to influence the direction of the market when they rise or fall together. Given that both sectors were down last week with Westpac and ANZ from the financial sector falling heavily, and Rio, S32 and BHP from the material sector also falling away, it's not surprising to see the market was down most of last week. So what caused the sectors to fall away? Well, in the case of the banks, NAB, Westpac, ANZ and Macquarie all traded ex-dividend last week, so it's not out of the ordinary to see them pull back. Remember when stocks pay dividends, the share price will often fall the equivalent amount to that dividend. The half-yearly dividend yield for NAB, Westpac and ANZ was around 3%, whilst Macquarie's dividend yield was around 2%. Looking at the material sector, the price of iron ore had fallen on weak figures out of China for their iron ore imports. With lower quality iron ore, FMG fell the hardest, which was down over 10% at one stage during last week, before coming back late in the week to close down over 5%. Rio was also down heavily before closing down just under 2%, whilst BHP was also down around 3% before coming back to close almost even for the week. So should we be worried about the financial and material sectors? Well, despite the short-term weakness in each sector at present, when I look over the medium to longer term, both sectors are looking good, with each likely to provide some great opportunities into 2020. So what were the top and bottom performing sectors in Australia last week? Information technology is the top performer again, up nearly 6% whilst healthcare continues to perform well, up around 4%, with consumer staples not far behind. 
While materials was one of the best sectors in the prior week, it was no surprise that it was near the bottom last week, together with financials, which were both down under 1%. Utilities and energy were also weak, only just making it into the green for the week. When we look at the top 100 stocks, Domino's continued its stellar rise up 9% for the week and around 37% since August. Now, after falling heavily early this month on fears of falling profit, Flight Centre has all but erased what it lost. It's up over 6% last week. Now, Pendle Group continued its rise up 6% for last week and over 16% for the month. Blue Scope, Treasury Wine, CSL, Cube, Cochlear were all up strongly for the week, rising over 5%. The worst performers have been Nine Entertainment, down nearly 8%, as was Whitehaven Coal. Incitec Pivot was down 6% and Fortescue was down over 5% for the week. Now of the Bank Westpac and NAB were down around 3%, with Bank of Queensland that was down around 1.5% for the week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for the week. We'll also answer your questions and take a look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Okay, last week I did mention that uh, the market was sort of trading in a very, uh, what do you call it, sideways range between, uh, you know, over the last couple of months since, well, pretty much this financial year, not um, calendar year. So we're talking about since 1 July where the market's sort of going up and down and we're getting 5 6% moves or swings in the marketplace. I also suggested it would probably break and take a direction one uh, very, very soon. And it looks like it's actually doing this. Now, my thoughts was or always has been that the market would rise up into Christmas and I was leaning towards it breaking up although I was still prepared last week for it to break down very very quickly you remember on my report last week or the last couple of weeks I said yeah we still are able to see the all still in the time frame for the market to break very sharply down low to or down to the lows that I was mentioning but I was getting more though the pendulum was swinging more to being more bullish but let's go and have a look at the chart right now and on your screen we've got a weekly chart of the all Lord and his index I've left the, the arrows or that green lines where I had my predictions before. Remember I was saying back, if you go back to my reports a few months back, remember I was saying I thought it was going to come down and lower is going to happen in this sort of area. Uh, and then when it started to take off, I thought, okay, well, well, sorry, before I go back into that, I said where the high was will determine where the low was. If the high was early, then the low would be early. If the high was later, then the low would be later. But So that's why I wasn't sort of too worried about it when it moved up here. I just thought, well, the low's going to happen a little bit later through to into sort of November where we are now. And if I use my little crosshair, you can see here that that was around the start of October. And this area here is around, uh, well, basically it's around the start of November. So we're seeing here that the low should have happened in that period, but it didn't. Uh, when it hadn't fallen and it's still going up, but not breaking above that prior high. See, this high here was uh, 6883. Now this high here was 6867. Um, and opened and closed lower. So I thought, well, we could have a strong move right down. But then the last two weeks, we've closed higher which has really been um, an interesting move. Now, I think we are now moving up. I think our market will move quite higher. It did strongly close. But even if we go down to the daily chart, you'll see last week, it was all Friday. So we're looking at here, here's, here's Tuesday. So Monday it went up, didn't break that previous high way back here, that one I was talking about there, that 6883. 
Tuesday it traded down, Wednesday it traded down, then Thursday it opened and traded up or closed higher, and then Friday it just took off. Now, it would have been easy for, for in my mind if it was going to be bearish, our market would have traded down on Friday if it was going to be bearish and we would have got a washout. Right now this looks really, really, really nice. So where to from here? Now that's the really interesting thing. If I go to one of my other charts on the All Orders Index, well now we're looking at a longer time frame, and I'll go and put it on a monthly time frame here sorry come back to here I'll put it on a monthly time frame I clicked the wrong button so you can see here how the market is just looks so beautiful and so bullish and this is why you need to be really careful about looking at daily stuff and looking at the news on the day-to-day -day basis because even today I'm still getting people telling me that the market's bearish it's gonna crash it's gonna overheat and people are pulling out of the Australian stock market right now because they're stressed and I think how silly and this is people overreacting based on ignorance. Now, I'm not trying to be rude to anybody, but right now our Australian market is strong. It looks really, really nice, and it's going to move through um, to much higher highs over the coming months. And these people are going to miss out on that because they, they're listening to all of this myths. They're listening to false information or information that will make them, well, that's basically designed to sell newspapers, so to speak, or, or you know, get people to read or watch or listen. Now, what I'm seeing the market will do is it's going to move through this high. Now, this high here at 6944, it hit that before, as I said, 6958. It turned away from that, so I expect it to break through this. And once it's above this green line here, I think it's going to head right up to that 7,671 over the coming year or so. So I think there's a really, really nice um, year coming up. And I've got one more little quick little chart to show you, and I won't really sort of go too much onto this, but here's a bigger longer term move. I think longer term our market is bullish right through to around mid 24, around to mid 25 into that sort of area. So I think the next few years our market, yes, it will have some downward moves. Yes, those downward moves will be somewhere between 10 and 20% in the next four to five years. But generally I think our market will be more bullish over the next four to five years. So that's really, really good. Um, right now we need to get into the questions um, from you our viewers so if you do have questions remember stick them down below put them down there so hey Dale blah uh, can you have a look at this stock but put more on your questions I'm getting people just putting down can you look at X for me or can you look at Y for me or and really short questions I really need to know a little bit more and we've got a lot of questions this week but I'm going to start filtering those unless you put more on them I'm not going to do the do the stocks because I really do need to know what you're thinking not just getting me to have a quick look at a stock for you um, just because you type in let's just look at CSL for example or BHP so put a bit more on it why if you uh, do you own it do you not own it why you're looking at it why you're interested in it? is there an interesting thing or why you're questioning that stock or why you're asking me to have a look at that so please put those on your questions but let's get into the questions now Okay, the first question I've got is from Jim C. He says, hi, Dale, really enjoy your YouTube channel. Thanks, Matt. Jim, I'm glad you're supporting the channel. I hope you've subscribed and hit that subscribe button. He says, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on Seek and Dubber. So let's go and have a look at Seek and Dubber on the screen now. Um, I've got it on the wrong stock at the moment, so let's whack it onto the right one. Um, Seek here is, it's a beautiful looking stock. Seek has done very, very well since it floated back in the 2000s. You can see this beautiful move. Uh, right now, I see no issues with Seek. I think it is really, really nice. If you're not in the stock, uh, then I, I think it's probably going to come back from one or two weeks, but irrelevant 
Sullivan of that. It does look very, 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 very nice. If you are in the stock, I hope you just got a stop loss on it. That's all you're really going to need. Um, I would just trade that using a monthly trend line like I've got in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. I just trade that on that. But right now, no issues with Seek. So good looking stock there. Dubbers are probably a little bit of a different situation. Two separate stocks. Dubbers a lot more illiquid in terms of a stock. And you can see this huge, massive move here where this stock took off. Um, and that just shows to me it's more a lot more volatile and a lot of people try and trade stocks like this. And you can see the move 350% from, what's that, January right through to October. And a lot of people try and get in at the end of these runs. Now, I don't know whether you own this stock or you don't own this stock. So at this point in time, so it's a little bit hard to help you. Hopefully you do have a stop loss on the stock. Right now you've seen a big move down here. Now if I put my little tool on here, you can see from that high to that low, there's 34% that it's fallen um, since early October. So one, two, three weeks it fell over that time. These are the sorts of stocks you really do need solid rules on because it will take whatever profit you've got um, if it keeps falling away. Now, it did have a very, very nice week here last week. So it be interesting to see what happens this week. Uh, if it does keep trading up, it might move up. But would I buy this right now? No, that's my answer. Or would I buy it? Would I be looking to sell it if I did own it? I would have sold it already. Already. Um, I wouldn't have hit had a 34.75% uh, fall on any stock that I've owned and that's not what we teach in our courses so we would have exited that already right now I'd be a sit back wait and see that's really what I'd be looking at um, with Dubber but thanks for your questions and please keep them up let's put them down below so let's get to the next question um, uh, actually, before I do, I want to say hi to Alexander from Sweden. We've got somebody um, from Sweden watching our video. So, hey, mate, thanks for watching our videos. I hope my Australian accent um, not too much for you. And uh, I'm glad you're enjoying them and learning lots from my videos as well. So all my different videos. So thank you very much. Got another Alex who's asked me a question. Alex Zolotar. He says, hi, Dale. Thanks so much for giving your valuable time in educating us. That's my pleasure, matey. Um, you can help me by hitting that subscribe button, mate. Um, he says, I have two little questions. What do you think about S32? Um, it's a stock. That's what I think about it. Now, I'll go and have a look at the stock in a minute for you, matey. Um, it has made a double bottom and broken through the weekly trend line would it would uh, would you wait for it to make a higher low or break through the resistance at about three dollars well a double bottom is a is the, if you get a double bottom then it has already had a, a higher low anyway but we'll talk about that anyway or we'll break through resistance at three dollars before making a buy um, loved your book and I've read it numerous times and would like uh, would you ever consider writing one on technical analysis loving the the show. Just to answer that second one I have, it's called the Diploma of Share Trading and Investment course. Writing a book on technical analysis is a waste of time because all you're doing is reading about some tools and it won't teach you to trade. And, and I can't say that strong enough. You know, every day we're getting and every week we're getting people who've read dozens of books on technical analysis and still SHIT at trading. Simply because you read about techniques in book and I could write 10 books on technical analysis and none of them would help you become a fantastic trader because in the end of the day you're trying to understand what I'm talking about and putting it into context and the most common thing that I get with traders is overwhelming confusion about what do I use, when do I use it, how do I use it. So uh, the answer is uh, my books already 
are about technical analysis anyway, but not heavy technical analysis. It's more about process and structure. Um, you can get anything you like on the YouTube or on the web about any technical analysis technique you like, but that won't make you a trader. And that's really where you need somebody like myself to check you and make sure you're applying rules and techniques correctly, answering questions. It's that mentoring that's the difference uh, that you won't get in the book. So the answer is no, um, won't be uh, doing the book. But let's go and have a look at the stock that you've got. Let's go and have a look at S32. Um, on, uh, I'll just click on that. On the left is a monthly chart. Great question though, matey. I, I get asked about what books I'm going to write all the time, but I'd rather write a book more on the psychology of trading and why people think the way they do, because what you think determines what the outcomes you're going to get. And most people have a poor attitude um, when it comes to the market and when it comes to making money. And you, it, it's, it really is, how do I say it? There is no, no reason for anybody to be broke or poor. There is no reason. And if you know my story, I came from a single parent family. My dad died when I was three months old. We were on, on the pensions all my life and how where I've come from. So I was definitely broke. It's attitude that makes the difference and how you approach things. So you need to be prepared to put in the time and effort and the resources, the money to learn how to do things properly. And then you'll make a lot of money. And that's really, really all I can say about that stuff. Or I can't say it strongly enough. So let's go on to S32. S32, great stock in terms of, you know, very, very nice stock. And if I bring it up here on that monthly chart, and you can see here how it's beautiful curve. Right now, this thing is bearish, and I can't see any double bottom on here, mate. So I'm not sure what technical analysis books you're working on, whether, and I'll go and have a look on the weekly chart to see if there's one there. But right now, this is bearish. There's no reason for me to say it's strong. Um, he's saying there's a $3 resistance around $3. So there's three dollars there there's a bit of resistance there but is that going to stop it rising would you wait to go over three dollars well it depends on what happens through here depending on how far it is actually falling i'm just going to put one little tool on it if i can find it here somewhere um, there we go i'm just going to put one little tool on here um, i think it's got further to fall mate i really do just looking at this i think it's got further to fall looking at this um, people really, really do mistake. People read about support and resistance all the time in books and they get it wrong so often or not. And they go, oh, it's got support or got resistance. So I'll do X or Y, Z. And they overuse things such as the terms double bottoms and double tops. That's just a support level that's going through. Now, if this thing doesn't break through that level there at $2.85, it's going south. And right now, I don't think it will, um, but it's possible. And so I need to assume as a trader, one of the big things I teach trader is always assume the longer term direction will continue until it doesn't, until it confirms it doesn't. Too many people try and uh, in wishful thinking buy something that's falling, hoping it's going to go up because it's gone up for two or three weeks. That's not a new trend. That's not necessarily a turn. You want to confirm that it's turned to move up. So right now, this is not giving me, it's giving me some little signals that it's maybe finding some support, but right now it looks bearish to me. But thank you very much for the question. Uh, it's a really, really great questions and comments. So remember, put, if you've got some comments, shove them down below. Let's get to the next one. It's from uh, somebody called Ballarat E-Bike. So thanks. He's, I know you put a few comments on there. He goes, do you think CSL will continue to run? Um, can I say without being rude to you, that's not necessarily a great question. 
all stocks will continue to run up or down. There's so much more in your question. What do you want to know? And that's what you're not putting in your question. Continue to run where? Up or down? How far will it run? How will it run? How long is it going to take to get there? They're the real questions. So just saying, do you think CSL will continue to run? Yep. Next question. That's pretty much the answer. Yes, it'll continue to do what it's going to do. But how long is it going to continue to do what it's going to do? And that's where rules and strategy and process take place. Because if you don't have that, then it's going to turn on you or do something that you're not going to be ready for. But let's have a quick look at CSL and bring it up. And you can see it's just moving up. It's beautiful. Stay with it. If you own it, stay with it. If you don't own it, it's too late to get into it now. Simple. Uh, next stock, and that's really what it's about. CSL is one of the great stocks in our market. So is BHP, so is Woolworths, so is Wes Farmers, so is Cochlear. There's a whole lot of these sorts of stock, but right now CSL is looking good. Um, the next question I've got is from Tim Myers. He says, hi, Dale, can you tell me what happened to Maine Pharma, MX or MYX? Um, analysts liked it a year ago, but it just bombed. Thanks, Tim. Well, what analysts liked a year ago is completely irrelevant in the question. Um, and I'm not trying to be rude to you, matey, but analysts change their mind. We change their minds all the time. Tomorrow, something might came out, come out about Maine Pharma that make me change my opinion. And that's really why people, uh, I think people overuse these sorts of things like what an analyst view is. And they read analyst views and go, well, John Smith said it's going to be bullish and it's going to go to $50 over the next. 12 months and so people get that fixed idea every day the market gives us more information about what's happening every day we get more trading on stocks on the marketplace so it's what is it doing now is it strong is it weak what's the direction it's going to uh, and that's the stuff i really really need to know so let's go in and have a look at main pharma and have a good look at what the stock price is doing now. Um, this looks all right to me. It's looking like it's holding up some support here at this point in time. It's fallen quite heavily in the, in the last few months. So let's go into this. You can see here, since here, it's fallen really, really heavily, right down over 75% of its price. It fell very, very heavily over the last 12 months. If we look at, um, what's that price there? There's August 2018. Um, September and here's October roughly so from October last year even though analysts like it it still fell 66.92% that is not unusual for me I see a lot of analyst reports liking stocks putting them out and getting people to buy those stocks because the big end of town selling them so that's why I don't really I don't look at analyst reports I don't I do all my own research I try and block out everything else I get lots of brokers sending me stuff all the time asking me to buy into floats buy into all sorts of things um, they, they're recommending stocks for me to buy so that maybe I'll get in and buy them and push the stock prices so but we don't do that for our clients we do all our own research so um, but right now looking at this um, on the monthly chart it's looking a lot better looking at on the weekly if I can get it up there it is it's looking a lot better, so now might be a better time to buy this stock. Not right yet, um, but in the few coming weeks and months, it might be really, really good. So it could be a nice little stock to watch. So keep your eye on that, um, matey. But good, good, good question. So next one I got is from Chris G. He said, hi, guys. We appreciate your thoughts on CSR and Lend-Lease. Um, should I be waiting for CSR to, uh, to around the $4.00? 42 mark um, to test previous high 
And if it moves up, think about buying. Um, looks to have some great upside. So let's um, have a look at that one there, CSR. Um, Lend-Lease is also likely to continue, or Lend-Lease also likely to continue its move upwards, or should it be um, a good buy after another Dow Theory entry? So I'll go and have a look at those two stocks for you. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of questions today. So CSR, looking good. Simple. Done. It's looking really, really nice. I don't think there's anything too much to worry about it. Um, I do like this stock at right now. Um, it, it was a buy a few weeks back, but is it a buy now? Uh, you might want to have a look at that from your point of view, but right now it does look good. Len Lease having a look at that, that looks brilliant to me. I like that. That looks really, really, really nice. It was a buy a long, long time ago. Right now, is it moving up? It's slowly pushing over a little bit, but looking quite nice. This this worries me having so many months up um, without any downward move. You can see it normally has a downward move. It's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven months where it's had just high highs all the time. So it is due for a bit of a pullback, but right now both look really, really nice. So good looking stocks at this point in time. Um, I wouldn't necessarily suggest you'd get into Lend Lease now um, with CSR. It's possible from that point of view. So next question we've got, the last one we've got for uh, for this report, it's from Ivandi, um, who says, please cover, please cover new energy solar. So welcome to the channel. Um, I've not heard your name before, but looking at this stock, it's a low liquid stock. It doesn't look good to me. It looks terrible to me, actually. So it had a big move last week and people see these sorts of things. And if I put some volume on it, Sometimes you see lots of volume going through and people jump and they go, wow, there's lots of volume and the price moved up. So I'll get into it. There's more volume coming into it today, but looking at this, if we're looking at last week, there's 827,000 shares. So under a million bucks traded on this stock in a whole week, $1 million. So don't like it. Don't suggest anybody trade at this point in time. It looks terrible. It's going down. Um, but not saying it won't go up, but right now um, it doesn't look really, really good. All right, so thanks for sending your questions in and thanks for watching till the end of this video. We did have a lot of questions there, so thanks you, thank you for your patience. Now, if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below there and I'll get to them. So get your fingers on that keyboard and get typing. Now, remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every week and we also do our live YouTube stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Um, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So make sure you're online at 7 p.m. So hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload videos so you can keep up to date now. Um, that's it for me. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. For now, goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.